Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, February 10th. S&P futures are trading down four to five points. That's about 15 basis points. Europe is trading down about 35 to 40 basis points. And most of Asia finished lower with the exception of mainland China, which finished up small. Um, so as far as U.S. stocks are concerned, there's really very little out in terms of incremental news. Um, you know, domestic markets, perhaps given the Friday price action, are showing some signs of just taking a pause, taking a breather. Um, I don't really think there, people should be reading too much into it. You had, you know, huge explosive gains last week. Um, so a little bit of digestion really isn't surprising. Um, you know, just running through a few of the items in focus today, Ecodata was relatively minimal, but you did have inflation numbers out of China. So the CPI spiked a lot, much higher than expectations. A lot of this is food, food prices running through. Um, the numbers, in particular, pork prices were up over 100% year on year. A lot of that has to do with um, a separate health issue that was um, that obviously um, inflicted uh, some of the livestock population. So I don't really, you know, I don't think it's too important. Although, you know, this this will act as a curb somewhat on PBOC ambitions in terms of them intervening and and um, implementing various stimulus measures to help offset the coronavirus. As far as the coronavirus is concerned. Um, you know, you you do kind of have trends within the numbers in terms of caseloads that suggest that the crisis may be peaking in terms of, um, you know, the case count rising at an accelerating rate. You've had some signs of leveling off. You have a few articles over, out over the weekend to talk about how in, in Wuhan in particular, which was the epicenter, um, you know, there are signs that this the the, um, the the crisis could be peaking within the next few weeks. Um, so that's obviously very encouraging, but you know you still have a lot of travel restrictions in place. China today on Monday, February 10th, is gradually starting to return to work. So you have a few factories, a few offices um, reopening. Still, pop um, attendance levels are very, very sparse. Like I said before, you still have a lot of travel restrictions in place. It's going to be weeks at least before you see output back to full levels. Um, you have a million headlines citing specific companies in terms of what their precise plans are. Um, you know, I think people are watching. Foxconn in particular, just given the importance of Apple, the iPhone, and just the electronic sector overall. Um, a few Foxconn plants are reopening, not all of them. A major one in, in uh, Shenzhen has not received approval to reopen, although that should come in the next few days. So, um, you know, very, very slowly the country is returning to work. Um, you know, I think most investors are kind of writing off Q1. Q1 will be very ugly in China in particular, just given all the coronavirus headwinds. You're probably going to see GDP um, at four percent at most. You've seen, you know, you've seen economists over the last couple of days cut estimates pretty aggressively. Um, the consensus roughly is around four percent for Q1, although that's probably a little bit lower at this point. Um, with the full year at five to five and a half percent, just given the Q1 whole. Um, you know, I think because most investors assume these effects will be ephemeral. They're largely writing them off, and you've seen that reaction in some U.S. companies when they reported earnings. Um, a lot of them have kind of been giving guidance and specifically detailing what the coronavirus effect will be. And most investors are kind of giving, um, you know, are forgiving the coronavirus impact and you're looking at the guidance ex coronavirus. So that's kind of the, the, you know, the U.S. mindset, at least as far as coronavirus is concerned. It's going to be a huge headwind in Q1, um, but the effects will not be lasting beyond that. Um, the Trump budget will be released today. There's been a lot of press reports out in the last 12 hours. Um, just detailing some of the specifics. This, you know, this is largely a political document. Um, you know, nearly all presidential budget proposals are 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 largely irrelevant. The budgets, you know, very much run out of Congress um, during election years, in particular. They're they're um, you know they're they're even more so. 
Um, so, you know, I don't think markets should really, really be moving off of anything that comes out of this budget. Like I said, it's more just a, um, a statement of objectives in terms of politics heading into the election. Um, in terms of the Democratic primary process, obviously, New Hampshire is coming up tomorrow. It looks like you're still going to, you know, it's going to be a, a Sanders versus Buttigieg for first and second place. Sanders um, is polling in first, although Buttigieg has been inching higher. So um, I think most interesting, you could see Biden fall to fifth place. So, um, you know, Biden was not supposed to do particularly well in Iowa or New Hampshire, but he's certainly underperforming expectations. Um, after New Hampshire, you have Nevada and South Carolina, where Biden is supposed to do better. Um, but, you know, another very poor showing in New Hampshire is just you know going to act as an, a, a further setback to his election uh, to his to his campaign. Rather, um, in Europe, you have some political developments in Ireland and Germany that are negative, uh, mildly disruptive to the macro narrative, though, more so for Europe. I really don't think U.S. investors should should really care about either um, either factor at this point. You do have Irish banks are, are getting hit on the um on, on the election results in that country. But like I said, this shouldn't really be major for the U.S. Um, I published yesterday just a recap of kind of all major macro topics and where things stand with all of them. Um, I have a link to that in today's Vital Dawn, and that's on the website as well. Um, and that's really, I think, kind of the big area of focus right now. It's not so much digesting incremental news. It's just more recapping and summarizing where everything stands with, um, you know, the Fed, growth, coronavirus, et cetera, U.S. politics. on. The calendar for today, there is nothing of importance. Um, like I said before, the Trump budget is going to hit formally. That that can largely be ignored. You have a couple of analyst meetings, um, and then you have earnings. Although you're you know you're you're in the very very tail end of the calendar Q4 earnings season, so you just have really tiny companies left. No one really important on today's calendar. Um, looking out over the balance of the week, um, you know obviously New Hampshire will be very important tomorrow. Powell will be testifying twice on Tuesday and Wednesday. I doubt you're going to see any real market moving headlines from that um, from that appearance. I think the two big issues for the Fed right now are the repo interventions and to the extent the Fed is going to be tapering those in Q2, which Powell has already said will take place, um, and the effects that will have on the balance sheet. He'll probably receive a lot of questions around his thoughts on the balance sheet influence on markets over the last several months. Um, you know, he talked a little bit about that in the recent press conference, but I'm sure that'll be a major topic of focus during this testimony. And then, so you have New Hampshire Powell, and then you have earnings. I think specifically people will be watching. Um, you have the start of the January and earnings season. So AMAT, Cisco, NTAP are on Wednesday. NVIDIA is on Thursday. And then over the coming weeks, you have more tech and retailers. Uh, for the calendar or, uh, earnings, I have a few big ones left this week, but I think probably most important people will be looking at um, Alibaba Thursday morning, just given obviously its importance in China. It will have a great, um, you know, it will give some great insight into the state of the consumer, obviously very sensitive to movement of goods throughout China. So I think that's a call people will be, um, people will be listening to closely. So that is it for today. Uh, thank you everyone for listening.